is Eva and I'm here with a another episode of currently binging the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice one also rate comment all that is greatly appreciated so let's get right into this if you listened to the episode prior to this one, which was Alex Ryder, then you know that I am in a like binge recording mode <laughs> and trying to pre-record a bunch of episodes as we go into the Thanksgiving like week, even though I don't know, everything feels a little different <laughs> this year as far as like what that actually looks like. But just wanted to get that out there. You guys also, if you listen to Alex Ryder, know I have spent like two weeks preoccupied with like election and all that stuff and the news and the real world. And so now I am back (laughs) in my little um, TV bubble and I'm back watching like actual TV shows and stuff like that. So we're just going to hop into this. We're talking about the crown on this episode. I have discussed the crown before. I want to say I've done them in roundups But don't quote me on that because, you know, I feel like this year I'm just meshing everything together. So I can't even think of what things look like prior (laughs) to the current month. So that can be completely wrong. But I have discussed The Crown on this podcast before. And so I will link those previous discussions um, like in the blog post for this episode. But we are on season four of The Crown. The Crown, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I may have not have done season three. And we're going to talk about that. So <laughs> The Crown is an interesting show because it is based on, on the royal family, which is so fascinating. And when I think about this season compared to one, compared to season three, but then also compared to the first two seasons, it's the same, but it's not the same in... This season, definitely you feel the turning of things because if you've been watching, I'm hoping you have been watching all seasons. So if you have not, we're going to stop right here and we're going to preface this by saying there will be spoilers (laughs) for everything The Crown. So whether it's season one, season two, season three, or season four, there are going to be spoilers. So if you have not watched all seasons and you just jumped in and watched season four because Princess Diana is in in season four. And I know there are a lot of people who are doing that, who have personally told me that that is what they are doing. (laughs) You're going to be spoiled on all the other seasons because like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but it's most likely going to be spoiler. And this podcast is a spoil field podcast. So there's your warning. And now we're going to continue. So um, the first two... The royal family, there's always been drama, but it's kind of been like drama that happened during a time where a lot of us who are watching The Crown were like, oh, you know, may have seen some of this in reference in like a history class. If I was really that devoted to knowing about the royals, may have like done my own research and may have known about it. But you're kind of removed from it because you weren't really alive during that time. And so therefore it doesn't feel as significant. But then we get into season four. Whereas like, oh, Princess Diana, everyone knows Princess, everyone at least who is like, (laughs) at least my age, because I'm in my 30s. And so I remember this fascination with Princess Diana when she was alive. Like, I remember uh, 
everything around like when she died like all of that I vividly remember like the news coverage all of that stuff so like I even was semi kind of obsessed with Princess Diana even though I was like young when she died I still was like super obsessed because like the world was obsessed with Princess Diana so I think what now that we're in the season where oh Princess Diana is here and like we feel like we know her but then also we're kind of moving more towards like people who we actually know even though we don't really get into like Prince William and Prince Harry we just know that they're there but like the little subtle references is like oh I know who that is because like today they are like big figures in and of themselves in the world if you will so I think that's why um, this season feels different from the other seasons but I say it feels the same because at the end of the day <laughs> the show is called The Crown and so everything is going to tie back to Queen Elizabeth um, and the um, monarchy because that is essentially what the show is about like everything ties back to her so I think for and I try to tell people this who are like trying to watch the first couple of seasons to get to season four because they had never watched it because I just wanted to watch Princess Diana and they were like uh, it's boring. I just, I'm just going to go to season four. It is still boring. <laughs> like this show. And this is when I, cause I've talked about like, oh, I love, um, history and things. And I, um, I like history is one of my favorite subjects in school, which is probably why I'm like, I love politics and all that other stuff because I don't know it's just something about um like those stories and like looking at life now we're essentially like continuously repeating ourselves if you actually genuinely sit down and think about it we are in a constant state of repeat <laughs> so um I don't know I just find history in all specs fascinating but I find it even more fascinating when we like try to recreate it in like through tv shows and movies because I've talked about this before. Um, I love to see like, yeah, there's going to be some create some creative license where a lot of it is going to not going to be like true to how it actually happened. And some of it is going to be fictionalized, which is the case for the crown. But then also there are those moments where you can actually go and Google it and be like, this actually happened in real life. How accurate, how accurately or close to accurate did they display or um, perform this but then also the costume the set pieces I am I, I've talked about like how my like design home design kind of thing is and it's really very much so I call it like 18th century <laughs> vintage glam that's essentially what I call my like home aesthetic um style and I think that uh I think that that definitely may also be why I'm super intrigued in a lot of these like historical type of things but now we're like now we're in the 80s when we get to, <laughs> when we get to season four and it's like it didn't really feel 80s 80s but we are also in like London or well technically not just in London but like we're in England so therefore maybe the stylings were different in the 80s there versus like in the US where everything was like flashy and oversized and big but 
So it wasn't really like a lot of big core. And we're also talking about royalty. So a lot of it's going to still be more, a little more refined than probably what we would have seen mostly like in New York. Because when we do get to the New York scene um, in I think the second to last episode, then it's like, okay, this feels like, this feels a little bit more like the 80s type of a feel. But um, I say all that to say, this was still, this was still a pretty boring season. <laughs> for the most part but I think it was a little more interesting and I don't and I don't say boring for it to be a super uh negative thing but I think I say boring in that it's essentially like a lesson <laughs> like you're learning you're learning things but it also just feels like you're just watching people's lives happen it kind of gives a little bit of like a vlog feel because a lot of people are like how do you watch vlogs like why do you even though I don't really watch a lot of vlogs anymore I did when that like vlogs were a thing and it kind of has that feel where you're just kind of like watching these people live their lives and you're kind of getting drawn into these the intricacies of their lives and the drama in a way but I think by the time we get to season four it's just like even more so, you're more so connected to the drama because you kind of feel like you know that story. But then it's like, but did we really know the story? And then it's also like, but how much of this is, like there are moments where you're like, oh, those conversations between like Prince Charles and Princess Diana are probably, ha are most likely, not even most likely, they're, they're where we have a lot of creative license to kind of come up with what that dialogue looks like versus when they go on their Australia, when they go on their trip to Australia, a lot of that is documented in real life. So you can actually go back and look at what that actually looked like. So those moments were probably where there is some creative license, but probably not as much as some of those more intimate moments. And so it was just like, there's that. But I also, because I've, while it's been boring, I've enjoyed The Crown because I, I just think that the royal family in itself is interesting. And I also found myself like thinking about this even more so with this season where I was just like, I actually started thinking about because Queen Elizabeth has been like on the throne for a very long time. And should, should she die or should she step down? Next in line is Prince Charles. And then should anything happen to him, then it's um, Prince William. But then it's like, if she actually died or stepped down, I just, I just don't see her stepping down. <laughs> I personally don't. I know there are rumors that she was like, oh, she's going to step down and retire because she is like in her 90s. But I just don't see it. Um, but if she was to pass and Prince Charles um, ascended to the, to the throne, would that ideal hold? And I mean, I live in the U.S. We don't have like, we don't, the monarchy is not a thing. Like we broke away from that or not we, but like the people who came here <laughs> initially um, broke away from that. I know. And also when you get into history, then you have to like, it starts getting, it gets really like specific and controversial because then it's like, but who's the we? Like when I say we, like technically I didn't come here on my own accord, like my ancestors were stolen and brought here. So like when we start getting, breaking it down, it's like, you get in the weeds, but, <laughs> but like, we don't have that here in the US. And that has always been an interesting concept to me. And I think that's why the like royal, 
family is so fascinating to a lot of people in the U.S. because we don't have that. And it's just like this whole idea of like a queen and a prince and princess and all that other stuff is like those are only things that we see in fairy tales. But then when you actually start pulling back the curtains (laughs) and taking an actual deeper look, it's like these people are messed up. (laughs) These people are human and honestly would that hold up after queen elizabeth is no longer here that is a genuine question and i don't know why i just kept like literally this entire season ruminating on that question and i don't know if other people are like asking that because they kept saying the show like we don't want people once people see her crack then like the whole thing can fall down and all our stuff and then it's no longer attainable or it's no longer this thing to be held up but i'm just like would it survive post Queen Elizabeth? I don't know. And I don't know if, if like people um, in the UK are like, or in the Commonwealth or whatever. <laughs> also don't come for me because like I'm in the US so we don't really have all these things. So I may say something that's technically not right with how it is today, but like it's not on purpose. I'm just like going off of what I'm, I'm seeing on TV. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so um, do people like there feel that way or would things just carry on and I don't know because even when you look at Prince Charles like I literally just saw he launched like a clothing line collaboration with someone I was just like that's so random also all the scandal around him in general just when you because the season is about scandal and him and princess diana is just like would people want him as their king i think is a valid question so let's get into this because I'm, I'm doing a lot of speculation and we're not even talking about the actual show i struggled a lot with this season watching it i struggled and when i say i struggled i struggled more emotionally watching this than i think i have ever struggled with this series um i of the four seasons Season three was probably the most boring to me. And I it, it took me a while to uh, finish that season. The first two seasons, while they were boring, I don't know. I, I was just able... I think the first season was probably the most interesting um, of the three before we got to season four. And I think season four is probably the most interesting of all four of the seasons. So it's like... Well, not technically every other season. So, like, the first season is very interesting. Second season is like, ah, it's a little boring. Third season was really slow moving. And then, um, and then we, like, we're introduced to Prince Charles. Um, we're introduced to, uh, Camila. And then it's like, oh, Prince Charles, he's kind of nice. And then we get into this season. It's like, Prince Charles is a freaking dick. He is an asshole. He is this, he is, he is not a human being. And that's essentially kind of like, yeah. And I, and you look at, uh, what's you look at, um, like the actor who plays Prince Charles, he did an interview. There were a few interviews, um, phone around. I try not to look, read all of them, but Josh O'Connor, he plays Prince Charles, uh, Emma Corrin plays Princess Diana. Cause this season is, it's like Princess Diana is introduced. So of course there's a lot of coverage around those two, but he did an interview and he was like, um, yeah, it may seem like Prince Charles is the villain of the season, but he didn't want to play him as the villain of the season. And I don't think he's the villain either. 
I honestly think after watching this, and yes, a lot of this is up to interpretation and probably did not happen realistically how it happened, but some of this we do know actually did happen um, just based on like what's come out of both Princess Diana and Prince Charles' mouths where we are today. Like Prince Charles is married to Camilla. Like, yeah, he waited a little bit, but they didn't marry after Princess Diana passed. So like a lot of this, it did actually happen, but I think there is blame to go around for everyone. And yeah, there's like, oh, we have this image to uphold. And this is something that we have to, people want to attain to and all this other stuff. And so that was the whole reasoning behind like, Camilo was not the choice for Prince Charles because essentially um, their whole thing is that he is going to eventually become the king and he needs to, uh, he's going to eventually become the king. And so therefore, whoever is going to be the queen, like, has to be suitable to be the queen. And so Camilo was not. They meet Princess Diana. She just checks off all the boxes and they're essentially like, this is, this is who you're going to marry. And there's this huge age difference. And I don't know why I didn't realize that there was such a huge age gap between them to begin with. But she was super young um, when they got married. Like 20 when they got married. And he was already in his 30s. That is a huge age difference already. He clearly did not want to marry her. And we hear all these stories about like arranged marriages where like people have are put into marriages that they don't essentially want to be in and they actually have feelings for other people but they're married um due to like whatever the reasonings may be whether it's like royalty um religious reasons whatever and so therefore it's just like put up shut up like we kind of see a little bit of struggle with uh queen elizabeth and prince philip like they all kind of have their thing but essentially they come around and it just seems to like work they they make it work and this was never going to work from the beginning and I really struggled with this emotionally because I did not know and I mean like like I said I was young when Princess Diana passed away so a lot of that like the scandal behind um Prince Prince Charles and Princess Diana, I didn't really pay attention to. Like, I knew it was there, but it wasn't something I was, like, looking into because I was, like, nine, ten years old <laughs> when she passed away. So, like, I wasn't... That was just wasn't a thing. I didn't know she had an eating disorder. So, that was hard to watch. Thanks, thanks Netflix, for putting... You know, I think Netflix has learned a lot of lessons from 13 Reasons Why. But they had, like, the warning signs that... um or the trigger warning signs that, you know, which episodes we're going to have show her like dealing with her um, eating disorder. So I didn't know that that was a thing. And if we want to talk about awards, because I know the crown usually gets a lot of like um, recognition when award season comes around, for sure, they're definitely going to get it for this season. And I think the two who are probably going to come out on top are going to be um, Josh O'Connor and McCorn, but I think Josh O'Connor is probably going to sweep. And it's kind of hard to predict because I feel like so many, because everything was pushed digitally, that I think is going to be, the competition is going to be super stacked when we get to award season. But I can see Josh O'Connor coming out on top, at least in the male categories, just because of how he portrayed uh, Prince Charles this season. And especially... I don't know why, 
because I said this season like affected me emotionally and I never really there was never really anything emotionally connected to this show at all for me but like just knowing like how they end up together they both and you guys know I'm not a savvy person I'm like I'm the one to be like if he don't love you leave him all this other stuff but it was just I think it was the added in addition of the fact that like they both didn't have a choice to get out of it but then also when as it progressed and you saw like yeah, they kind of were doing their own thing. But then Princess Diana was like, okay, I'm going to give it up. Like, I'm going to straighten up, whatever. But just the whole idea that they expected her her to, like, give up and focus on the marriage. But, like, weren't wasn't holding Prince Charles accountable for his actions in this. Because he, from the beginning, <laughs> was still having this relationship with Camila. And then... um so you have that, but then also when you see her like steady and yeah, she's young. So some of that I do think plays into kind of, um, her emotional state and what happens with that, um, with like how she reacts to the treatment that she was getting, but like her being like her actually trying. And then that whole sequence of her, um, after she's like, okay, she's not going to like talk to any other guys and all this other stuff. She's going to focus on her marriage and you see her like continuously calling, 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 trying to talk to him on various different occasions. And I'm just being like, no, 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 no. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was so frustrating to watch. Cause it's like, she's actually trying, but you're not actually trying. And I honestly, I did a lot of reflecting while watching this. Um, I watched this in two days cause I started on Sunday. It dropped on Sunday. Today is Tuesday. It dropped on Sunday. I watched... The first, it was 10 episodes, so I watched the first, like, 6.75 episodes because I was tired, um, and I, st I started in the middle of the day, so I was like, I'm going to sleep, and then I watched the remaining episodes on Monday, and so, yeah, so it was a lot, so I did a lot of reflecting while watching this, but I was just like, had Prince Charles actually tried, and yeah, you can, you can say he tried, like, after Australia, um, and they make it seem like he didn't really go back to Camila until, until like around 86. So this is probably, a, this is shortly after um, Prince Harry is born. Because I think he was born in 84. And so they make it seem like he went back to her in 86 when they're, they were having troubles in their marriage. But it's just like, but did you really try though? Like, did you really try? Because it seems like there was still communication. Yeah, I mean may not who knows we'll never know only they know <laughs> but it seems like you um still there was still like a line of communication there that probably had you like 100% cut off everything 100% went cold turkey then I and actually given it a real try would things have turned out differently I mean we'll never know but like that was something I kept asking myself also uh that scene after she goes to New York and he's like, oh, you're going to fail. He was just so like frustrating because he just seemed like a child, <laughs> like a super sensitive child. And you, you see it with Diana, but you also see it with uh, Prince Andrew when he says, Prince Andrew's having a conversation with his mom about 
getting married and asking Edward to be his best man. And he tells her the reasonings why he didn't choose uh, Charles. And then, so that was kind of like a little peek into kind of, or not a peek, but a little more of a view into kind of Charles' personality. Because it sounds, it seems like he gets jealous of other people getting attention that he believes should be his intention is, or he believes should be on. <laughs> Why am I tongue tying this? I don't even know. He gets jealous of people who he feels is taking the spotlight off of him when he thinks that the spotlight should be on him because he deserves or feels entitled to that spotlight. So I felt like that was an, cause we saw it with princess Diana, but I think that a, additional conversation between Andrew and Queen Elizabeth about um, why he didn't pick him for his best man. But then also when everything's going on with Margaret Thatcher, oh my gosh, why can I not, why am I struggling so hard to say this out loud? Margaret Thatcher, oh my gosh, you guys know what I'm saying. Um, when we saw when all that whole thing exploded in the newspapers about there being this big rift between the two, uh, women and then, um, Prince, as Prince Andrew was getting married and he was feeling some type of way cause he's like, this my life's supposed to be on his wedding or whatever. And Prince Charles was like, well, I mean, you're never going to be king or something along those lines. I was just like, you're such an, you're an asshole. And it was like smirky and smiling about it i don't know this season does not do any favors for like the real prince charles because he just comes off as a douche he comes off as he comes off as more of an asshole than a douche i think because a douche is a different type of an asshole but he comes off as just like a self-entitled asshole and so so you have that, but then you also see it, you see it peak, initially peak when they're in Australia and they have the whole moment where they're like, oh, we're going to give this an actual legitimate try. And then as they continue on, then you start to see like people are falling in love with Princess Diana because she seems relatable and she seems like loving because one of the things about the royals is that it feels like they don't have... um empathy or emotion they seem emotionless like they don't care about other people in a way and so to kind of see this huge contrast between that from Princess Diana then you kind of see the beginnings of like the world's obsession with her and so you see his peak of jealousy there and then it just like escalates and then when as we get closer towards the end and or towards the end of the series and she's going to New York and he's like, essentially she's at the table with like, I'm assuming, I don't, I don't know what they call their, like the people who like handle everything for them. Cause I don't think they call them assistants. I think they have like another name for them, but like she's there with her person. And then across the table is Charles and like his gang of people and his, whoever his assistant guy is, who was just an asshole. <laughs> the entire time oh my gosh I wanted to punch him in the face <laughs> but um and there's and they're essentially like you're gonna you're gonna fail 
um, in New York. You're mentally unstable. Why is she mentally unstable? Hmm. I wonder why. Because her husband is an asshole and is essentially like manipulating. There's like an underlying dangerousness in this. Like when you watch this and again, this is a show. So you don't know how much of this, like a lot of this is creative license. So a lot of this is like fictionalized, but there's this underlying like level of manipulation that is going on. That was just like, I think also was like speaking to why I was just like emotionally affected by this. Cause it's like his behavior towards her was so manipulative. Like the not answering the phone, like trying to drive her into after she had told, um, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip that she was like going to do better. She's going to be dedicated to her marriage or whatever. And you see her literally trying, but you see him like trying to, um, what's the word? You see him trying to, uh, I can't think of the word, but you see him trying to sabotage that by, um, ignoring her calls and like pushing her and then having people following and watching her to be able to report on when she actually does like step back and start like sleeping with other people. It was just like, it was just manipulation there. But then she goes to New York and New York actually does not end up being a failure. She has this moment with um, one of the kids in the hospital where there's this ward um, that is filled with kids who are product of parents who have AIDS. So these kids have AIDS and you see this moment She's talking to, I don't know if she was the nurse or a doctor or what she was, but she was essentially, essentially saying, because Princess Diana asked, like, why, um, why are these kids here? Like, why, they, why, why aren't they in homes? And granted, this is the 80s, so there was a lot of stigma around um, AIDS and HIV in general. But um, you see her, and the lady answers back, and she's like, you know, there's like, Essentially, people think if you have any contact with anyone who has AIDS, like, you're going to get it. And then you see her have, like, this moment with this kid where she, like, hugs him. And then, of course, that's, like, all on the front pages. And so, Camila, you guys know, I, it's Camilla, but I always got to, I don't know why I can't, why I say Cam, Camila and not Camilla. But anyone named Camila, uh, uh, Camilla, I was, I'm like, Camila, Camila, <laughs> Camila. <laughs> is um watching this like news coverage of her and she essentially goes to um Charles and is like essentially like this is never going to work um regardless of what we try to do if you try to leave her like I I will never be able to live up to Princess Diana because in the eyes of the world she is like perfect and then you have that scene where he goes to uh Goes to Kensington Palace. Okay, I believe that's where they're staying. Don't also again. Don't come for me because like all these places, they all have names. Like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He goes and confronts her, and um, and she's like trying to be like you know it actually was a success. Her New York trip was a success. It wasn't complete failure, and he's like you're essentially are playing for the cameras. You're doing all of this to um, draw attention to yourself and essentially pretty much calling her like a fake, like her being emotionally available to people and showing that she cares is not real. She's doing it all for the cameras and um, they're going back and forth, back and forth. And then you get to that moment, the peak moment. And I think this is the moment that like they're going to play when they talk about when they're like, 
And then they do, like, when you're at the award show and they do the nominations and then they say your name and then I'll be like, uh, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Joseph, Josh O'Connor. And they're like, Josh O'Connor from The Crown. They're going to play this scene where <laughs> he's essentially like, it's like, I'm, he, what did he say? He's like, when you hurt, she's like, oh, you think I'm, um, you think I'm not being genuine or something like that? He's like, no, because your actions are now having an effect on people. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember a point blank period, but you guys know what I'm saying. Essentially, like, it's starting to affect the people who I love. I don't, he's like, I don't love you. I love, I love Camilla during in the day in the afternoon and night every single day like all this so i was like oh my gosh i was about to cry because i was just like this is so horrible why are we doing this scene and it was like and neither one of them can like get out of this marriage it was just horrible but that was definitely like a high um a high emotion scene but there were other scenes that were uh high emotion the when she the whole scene in the car when after his birthday when they go to the theater and then she performs and they get in the car and he just like completely goes off and then they have the moment where um, after the anniversary where I was like, okay, why would you give him this gift? Because clearly, like, I just don't think it's going to work for him. <laughs> Something else, but like she gives him a, a tape of her performing and then you see him talking to his sister in the next scene, like essentially like trashing her. It's just like it was so it's just a heartbreaking story all around and you know how the story ends even though we end um we end the season two years before they separate um because they separate in 91 and then they divorced in 95 and then she dies like the following year i believe so like you know where this is going but just to know like this is where we are and then the whole uh Christmas scene and then that whole conversation between her and Prince Philip in the bedroom where she was like is that a threat and he was like essentially I mean it felt like a threat but then I googled that and it was like that didn't they were saying it didn't really happen it wasn't an actual conversation it was a letter where he was pretty much like you essentially cannot leave I don't know I just could not I could not imagine myself being in that type of a situation and of course when you're watching this because uh before this there have been a lot of parallels between like Meghan Markle and Princess Diana even like um Kate Middleton and Princess like anyone that the boys married like they were gonna they were gonna try to compare to their mother but like even with Meghan Markle because of all the drama that happened this past year which seems so long ago but it was only in January <laughs> <laughs> where um they had the announcement like they were stepping down all this other stuff and it was just a big scandalous thing and like in america you're looking at it and you're just like well good for you like live your life um live your life and like do you but then when you look at people or read comments from people in the uk they're like trashing her they called it they framed it next i know this is not what we're talking about but i had problems with that how that whole thing was structured and just how they like decided to report on it like calling it mexit like it was megan's whole like she was forcing harry to leave like i'm sure he's a grown man with his own big boy pants on and can make decisions for himself like we should not just be trying to villainize this one one this one woman because of a decision that i'm sure they both made together 
but that's neither here nor there. So just to see like, and I think what the show highlights is like the constant cycle that the royals seem to have gone through because you see it happen with Prince Charles being forced to marry someone that he didn't want to marry. Um, Princess Margaret, I believe, her whole story where she had to um, marry someone she didn't want to marry, but then, of course, she ends up like having her own her own drama in and of herself. So you just see this constant cycle, this constant cycle, and even like all the queen's kids, if you look at it, they all have had marital issues so it's like this constant constant thing and I think that's why maybe there was some a different like I'm sure there was fight behind the scenes but essentially it came to the decision of just like letting them step away and kind of giving them that year to be like is this really what you want to do type of situation because there have been so many prior examples of when you force people to do something the way you want them to do it, it ends in a horrible way <laughs> type of a situation. So I don't know. This season, it was it was a lot. It was a lot emotionally, just on all aspects. Because um, it was just, it was a lot. It was very, I think every season has had, it's had its drama and it's had its like big explosive emotional moments but this one just had so many and just felt like every single one just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger between um Charles and Diana that like by the time you get to the end of it then you end it with that conversation between her and Prince Philip and then it's like and you end with a zoomed in shot of her tearing up while they're taking the big family photos it's like oh my gosh this is so tragic so so yeah, we know it was a lot of drama when um, Prince Philip married Camilla after uh, Princess Diana died. And I mean, they did wait a, a minute. They waited like eight years before they actually got married. But like that was a whole scandal in and of itself. And um, they did a lot to try to repair their like image. But I don't think the season, <laughs> I think the season is going to undo some of that, I don't know how much of it will undo. Um, it'll be interesting to see just based, just looking at the situation we find ourselves in. Cause I feel like a lot of things have been even more hyped up since we've been like all sheltered at home. <laughs> that things that seem like it probably would not have been as big of a deal if like people were still moving in the way that we would normally move. Um, Whereas now we're not, a lot of these moments are just seeming like really big moments. So we'll see how it plays out. I have seen things and who knows, even after seeing this episode, and I know so much more happened in this episode or this season, but um, like, and all is supposed to revolve around <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, but like we did have uh, our the first, the first UK prime, female prime minister, um, but with Margaret that Thatcher, why am I struggling with saying that last name? Because I think I want to say Thatcher, which is not right. And I'm not even reading the name. Sometimes when I'm, I've told you guys, like, when you hear the name so much and then you look at the name, like, in writing and it looks different. But, like, that's not even the case for this. I don't even understand why we're struggling here but like so much happened between those two and just to see that dy dynamic and you kind of have these two women who are like in power 
and kind of their different journeys. And then to even, cause like, again, I'm in the U.S. So like a lot of that history for like people who live in the U.K., like that's not my history. So a lot of this I wouldn't really know. But even so like go back and like read back up on some of the things that actually happened during that time. It was just like, there was a lot, there was a lot going on and she was like a these are two strong little women. But then you also kind of like, I don't know. And then it brings me back to like the the royals in general and just kind of like my, I, I don't want to say surprise, but I just think it is interesting that they have been able to remain like in power and like as influential as they have over these so many years because if you actually sit and think about it you I just when I sit and think about it, I'm just like I don't in the U.S. I think they that definitely would not <laughs> I don't think they would be in power um for as long as they have just like based off of the mentality of <laughs> U.S. citizens but um <laughs> But, um, and that's, I mean, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little diggy there, but whatever. Uh, but like when I actually didn't think about it, I'm just like, it's super interesting that they have been able to remain in power for so long because even I, and I know I keep saying this, I'm from the U S and a lot of it, I just, I honestly don't really understand, but me as a, as someone who is in the U S who does not have like this, like monarchy, um, situation I think it's interesting because I'm like but what actual power do does the royal family really have because they're supposed to not they're supposed to be like apolitical they're not supposed to have like views and all these other things so like what is the purpose and maybe that's just my naivety of being like in the U.S. and not having this and not really understanding it, but I'm just like, what actual power do they really have? I think that's a legitimate question. <laughs> if someone can let me know or wants to answer that, because like, I don't know why it didn't, it never really like bothered me as much any other season, but this season for some reason, it was just a constant question. So it was a lot packed into the season. They were very consistent with other seasons. It's still all very much tied back to Queen Elizabeth. Um, even for those who were coming in here, like expecting, they got drama from between Prince Charles and Princess Diana. But like, if you were expecting like all the drama, like, no, they focused on the things that actually connected back to Queen Elizabeth or affected her in some way, which makes sense because the show is called The Crown. So it will be interesting to see how, like what we actually see in the upcoming two seasons because this was renewed. It was initially renewed through to season five and then I think they added one more season. So season six is supposed to be the last season. Um, also, Princess Diana is supposed to be in both of those seasons. And usually each season is about a decade or so. So I'm like, I don't understand how she makes it to the sixth season, if we're at, I want to say, I think we ended at about 89. So that means season five should be in the 90s and Princess Diana passed in 
96 so that's like mid 90s so i don't unless they're just gonna drag it out and like start season six with her death which i don't think they should do strongly strongly advise against that if that's what your plan is but we do know we're gonna see princess diana next two seasons and we like season six is supposed to be the end so and they have talked about not um like getting into where we are currently so like we'll never see like a Meghan Markle props I mean it depends on where we end in season six but we probably won't see Kate either because they've been married for like what 10 years 10 or 11 years and they were together for a while before that so I don't know I mean I guess it could be possible I think it just depends on where we end in season six but we're for sure not going to get any Meghan Markle because I think that's just too close they even they even said like it's too close to um like where we are today in reality and I mean we're still like living in this so we don't even know how this is all going to play out so I'm happy to hear that I'm glad about that but yeah this was an interesting season I sure I clearly I struggled a lot with the um <laughs> Princess Diana and <laughs> Prince Charles aspect of things like really hardcore so i want to know what you guys thought about season four um where does this rank in the series so far for you uh how do you want to see how do you want to see this move forward i mean i think we're gonna they're gonna stick pretty close to how we've been moving this entire time so i'm not expecting big big shifts and movements uh but it will be interesting because we are going to get into the time the point of time where like Prince Charles and Princess Diana do do separate and then eventually divorce. And we know like she was doing a lot of um, like public speaking engagements and things like that and interviews and stuff. So it will be interesting to see how much of that is actually included. Because again, everything has to tie back to the queen. So yeah, let me know what you guys thought about this season because it's definitely 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 a lot and i will talk to you guys in the next episode that's the end of the episode thanks for sticking through it to the end be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently binging on instagram and at current binge on twitter also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and i'll talk to you in the next one